0: Okay, folks, here's part two of our two-part interview with Dr. Therese Rowley. So if you missed uh, the first one, you might want to tune in, and that's uh, podcast number 301. But uh, on this one, Dr. Therese um, identifies Kathy as something called clairsentient, which basically says that she feels the emotional states of others, and she challenges me to, um, and I quote, if i wasn't such a deep feeler i wouldn't need these walls that i built up so uh kind of hits us on a personal note but it's a, a wonderful interview and then lastly she talks about children and uh how a lot of kids who are hyperactive she has a lot of really good tools that don't consist of um traditional medication and uh, it's really interesting so hopefully you enjoyed as much as we did And uh, here we go, Dr. Therese
1: Rowley. It doesn't matter so much. Interesting. So we're trying to align people so that what matters
2: to them is detachment, it's release. Interesting. And something that, and again, through practice, I used to, if I was with somebody and I matched what was going on with them, not only would I feel it, I would carry it out with me and I would get into significant depressions because I didn't know how to. You know, this was historically, this was, you know, in our thirties when we were first together and, and there were lots of other things going on. It's, I'm not saying that person gave it to me. It's not like that really. It just brought up my crap. And so, so
1: your, so your intuitive intelligence
2: is called clairsentience.
1: Clairsentience comes just below the belly and it sends out cords to people, other people. And when it does, it's like a blind person putting their hands on your face to get to know you. It's they just kind of, it, so there's no eyes, it's just feeling. So you're sending out a, a, a cord to somebody's field, and there's only two questions you're asking Are you okay, and am I safe? And if you're not okay, I'm not safe, because I can feel your feelings. What happens in, in terms of the skill of intuitive intelligence is if you know that's your intuitive intelligence, that you're mostly clear sentient, then you send your cords out there you pull you take your energy back with you and you know this is my boundary and I'm this and you're that you know there's a there's uniqueness connection and unity and if we do those in dynamic balance we're always going to be in better shape. Mm -hmm. So we have to know that we're unique in the way that we experience the world. So for example, you're clear sentient. So you experience the world through feeling first, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And then there's the connection that we make. How are you doing? And the person says, Oh, I'm not doing well. And then there's unity, we're all actually well in unity. So the difference is, Oh, I'm so so sorry, it must be very difficult for you right now. I feel so bad. Or, wow, that feels like a really difficult place to be. And I know, you you have gotten through so many things, and you've been so brave. I know that you're going to do it, and I'm going to be right here. Do mm. you see the difference? I do. One is a boundary that's healthy, and the other one is I'm feeling your feeling, and I'm going to try to feel it with you. That doesn't help them. No. It doesn't help you. And if you take that energy in and carry it around like a lot of people, there's only three things that can happen. You gain weight. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's other people's energy and you can't process other people's energy Mm -hmm. or you get sick because you can't process someone else's energy. Migraines. Or you get. Yeah. Yeah. Or you get. uh, uh, Oftentimes people will get into accidents because that'll jar them into rethinking what they're doing. But mostly it's those two. It's either get sick or or gain weight.
2: Yeah. Annie, our friend Annie Burnside, who we've talked about on the show a lot. She at one point was really helpful. These words, they stick in my head. Um, Don't go into somebody's darkness with them because then you can't help them come out of it. If you're in there with them, then you can't come. You can't bring them back out. So you got to stay. Um, she actually it gave me a great visual of you're bringing it in and sharing it out, not okay. pulling theirs in and taking it on. And it's like a. My legs are tingling because that's okay. Sorry, imagine Todd. that. No, I you're know. all good. So, I just that was so really helpful.
0: I was a little confused. I feel like this can be a two hour two hour interview, which it's not going to be because we have some time restraints. But two things: one is you just identify Kathy as a Claircension. I still don't quite understand what that means, but. And I feel like I'm a pretty good husband, but can you... And I know you're not a relationship expert, but... Oh,
2: she is. Are you? (laughs) Of course.
0: can you... And we've been... Today's our 14-year anniversary, right? Uh Uh-huh. Congratulations. Can you you. um, give me uh, some help and... Because I know that she's got some crazy, weird gifts that I don't understand. And I try to support them... But is there anything you can say to me or any other spouse that's listening to this and that spouse knows that their partner actually has some of these gifts? Because, you know, if I wasn't more loving, I'd be like, you're a whack job, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you can tell me or help me understand to better support her?
1: Uh, Yeah, and I think that the most important thing is to know that you have capacities that are not... um, useful to you right now or that you prefer not to be in touch with mm-hmm. and the more that you're not in touch with the capacity that you have the more that you will project onto someone else mm-hmm. so what'll happen is if you say look i'm not a real i'm not a really emotional guy yeah i'm not in touch with my emotions it's not a big deal for me i work from my head yeah all you're doing is saying that i'm not uh it, and it may be a fear stopping you from connecting to those emotions, which would be sort of the subject of a reading. Um, but if you say hello to your own feelings, and you start to say, eh, how do I feel right now? And right. don't answer it, right? Just ask it. Just stop and say, how do I feel? You don't have to know after a while, something will come because you're putting out a portal that allows a voice to come through. Mm. The more that you kind kind to yourself and say maybe I do have a deeper capacity for feelings than I think Mm -hmm. and you allow yourself to be in more relationship with yourself, the relationship outside will change. Right. So it will always get better because... As above, so below, as within, so without is a universal principle. You cannot have a relationship with somebody else that you're not having with yourself already. Right. Mm -hmm. So if someone else looks exaggerated to you in in a certain area, it means you're not owning whatever you're looking at. Mm -hmm. And then it would be all about you saying, what what would it be like? If I did have feelings, what would that be like? Right. Um, So again, if you go into that territory, you'll probably hit some fear.
0: Well, it's funny because you kind of just nailed me in a sense. And what I mean by that is I know I'm a a very confident husband. I'm a very confident father. But the one thing that I've been working through for the last 15 years is my inability to express emotions and then probably even to recognize them. And I always blame my mom and my dad because they fought when I was little and I kind of built these walls up and all these other things. So... It it's, um, it's very interesting to me that, that you've kind of identified me very quickly. And, you know, maybe a lot of people could have done that. But that is, in fact, what it is I've been working on. And I recognize that it's because we all have these feelings. We all have these things.
2: And intuition and intuition. Get what you want to call gifts. like they, And I think sometimes if I were to, you, knowing you as well as I do, I think you use words to say, I can't feel that. I can't understand that because you're feeling it. You are feeling it, and it's. a
0: am trying to feel it from my brain, but I, I don't. So
2: that's a fear of feeling it in your belly.
1: Correct. And what's in the between there is your solar plexus. This is the place of role and responsibility. And I am. So I would guess if I were to make something up, mm-hmm. not not reading your energy, but make something up, um, you might say, well, maybe there is another archetype where um, you were in your feelings deeply, and things didn't get done. Mm-hmm. then people didn't get served and it, you considered it your fault because you were so emotional, you were inept. Mm-hmm. So in this, in this present moment, you're going to make sure that you're a good father, you're a good husband, you're doing your roles and responsibility, but you're so not going to go into feelings because if you do, you'll slide right down and then you won't be functional. Somebody will get hurt and it will be your fault. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was a place where you wouldn't have forgiven yourself. Sure. So the anecdote to all this is to go back and imagine a story like that and forgive yourself for being the person that was so involved in their emotion and so wrapped up that people were hurt because Mm -hmm. you couldn't be functional enough to stand up and do your work and do Mm -hmm. your job. And to be able to be compassionate with that part of yourself and forgive yourself opens up that space and then it allows you to connect again. And then Mm -hmm. your role and responsibility isn't The organizing principle, which it is for you. Like your organizing principle is your role responsibility and doing it as well and as as excellently as you can. Mm. So that's like right in your solar plexus. And that separates your upper from your lower connection.
0: So at the expense of this being all about me...
1: It's the oh, why not? Why
0: not? It's the uh, I there's the, so, something happened when I was like 7 or 8 years old. I kind of I I I realized that my parents didn't love each other the way every kid wants their parents to love each other. So when you say forgive yourself because what I did is I built these walls walls up to protect myself because if I felt all the negativity I would I would have gone nuts. So I had to build up these walls of emotion. That's
1: the So what she just said is true. If you didn't if you weren't such a deep feeler, you wouldn't need walls.
0: If I wasn't such a deep feeler, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. need walls.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, he's seen the sentence in his brain. Do you see that?
0: I don't. I'm sorry.
1: So, as a kid, the reason you built walls is because you're so deeply feeling and sensitive. Yes. So, you are now too. It's just that the walls
0: are still up. Yes. I need to break those walls down.
1: No, you need to say hello to the walls Mm -hmm. and let them be okay. Yeah, and let them be okay to be there and admire the guy that gave you an ability to not only survive, but to get new gifts that allowed you to be a good role and responsibility, parent and husband. Embrace that. Embrace that and say hello to that guy. Right. Because that's just a persona. That ain't you. But we think it's us because that's how we kind of go around. That's our
0: role. That's what I, this my day to day.
1: That's a kind of persona of survival that I built. Interesting. And isn't it wonderful how I did that? It's amazing well, that part of me. See, He breathed whenever you do something that's a truth of yours.
0: Yeah. Well, you and you've given uh-huh. me some things to consider and contemplate and pray and meditate on, which I'll be happy to do. I do feel like we need to serve our listeners a little bit because I think there's a lot of <laughs> listeners.
2: I think it does, and 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 I'm fine with that. We can move to because uh, I do want to get back to kids. Yeah, um, but it it's all telling someone else's story mm-hmm. helps everybody's story
0: so. yeah and maybe this is my you know my personality like we need to you know i need to sacrifice my own wonderful insight as a result of us talking and instead give it to the listeners cuz i think there's a lot of listeners out there that are saying to themselves my kid has something special, and it's weird, and I don't understand it, and I don't know how to do it, and I feel like
1: okay, let's we need go. to
0: move in that direction. Well, I,
1: w- I do want to say that a lot of kids are clairsentient these days, and they get overwhelmed because yeah. they're connected. As an in indigo, for example, they're connected to world problems, yeah. and they're connected to the suffering that's going on, and boy, do we have a lot of things happening on the planet that kids are just I mean, there's no reason that any We have the. "Quote unquote diagnosis of depression going down to three year olds now, Mm. (laughs) and there are uh, suicide is one of the second uh, leading causes of death of children ten years old to to fifteen. There's absolutely so. What does that mean? It means we are lacking a world that understands meaningful connection Mm -hmm. within and without, and we're lacking a culture of kindness and respect. That's that, And that begets violence against ourselves and with others. Mm-hmm. And so right now we're in a place where these children are experiencing this if they at least know that they can go to the... Uh, uh, for me, it was called the tabernacle in my heart. Mm-hmm. But if you can go to a sacred place in your heart and you know that what you can connect to there is bigger than you and bigger than every all of the conflict around you. I always tell kids that have this kind of... Um, I don't see kids specifically because what I do, the work I do, requires me to do some uh, funny gestures, and I, I don't want to scare them. But there are kids who are ten years old who have asked to see me mm-hmm. when their moms tell them they know, and they come in, and I and I talk to them. Some of them are t- autistic, and they come in and they talk to me, and I I, I talk to those kids because they are spiritually uh, uh, advanced. And they're old souls, mm-hmm. and I talk to old souls a lot because we understand each other mm-hmm. um, but but to help them understand intuitively, not only do you have a place to go, but I tell them you, you take what 's in your heart, what, whatever you see, when you feel really like put upon, you feel really burdened, take that and send it back to God, because whatever God is for your faith right. tradition, you know right. whatever it 's nature or waterfall, i don 't care it's just you want to say. You have something bigger than you that's looking out for everyone, but you have these beautiful gifts that allow you to sense into when someone is in need of prayer and intention. So when you feel it, you give it right back. Mm. Because if you keep it, it's not going to help them and it's not going to help you. Mm. So you're teaching them what to do with their energetic gifts, Mm. right? And you also teach them the clear sentience. You teach them to to clear their field in the morning, to ground. You teach them grounding, centering, and healthy boundaries by different exercises that are very basic to kids who are sensitive, um, and, you know, it's funny how I say to people, um, you know, I'm doing this class for old souls and I'll say the word old soul. that, And I will I watch I watch parents and and this mother looks at me and she stops and she just looks at me and she says, I have one of those. One. <laughs> it takes we, know. A moment. we know. We know we have one of the uh, it's so funny that there is no she didn't ask me for the W. I have one of those. Mm-hmm. And, and she has three kids. But there's always like that one. It's that one. It's that one. We do. Yeah, too.
0: And we do. We think mm-hmm. we do, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Yeah. And so.
0: Pardon the interruption, folks. We'll get back to the interview in a sec, but I want to give you three reasons why you need a McGill First Aid Kit. Number one, it's got the best supplies, not the cheapest. Number two, it's got everything in a standard first aid kit and much, much more. And three, it spells everything out for you in an emergency with their color-coded instructions inside the box. So here's the deal. Visit McGillFirstAidKit.com to buy your $70 kit for just $60. Make sure you use the special coupon Zen code to get free shipping and the $10 discount. Would you like to be more mindful and present but are having trouble? Do you want the support you really need to make it happen? Our partner Hunter Clark Fields created Present Mama Community because mothers like you are asking for continued support. In Present Mama Community, you get mindful parenting lessons, short yoga practices that can fit into your day, and guided meditation specifically for busy moms. But the ultimate value is in this support. You can hop on the phone multiple times a month for live coaching calls to help you through your challenges. Go to presentmamacommunity.com to check it out. And
2: so because you said those things, can you give us a grounding activity like something that someone could, what is a grounding activity for the morning for a kid or, or a parent for that matter? <sighs>
1: Well, I can give you a few. If your child has a lot of hyperactivity, mm-hmm. they're usually taking on other people's energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you can put their, it just a sort of <laughs> emergency thing, if you can put their hands or feet uh, on in, in sand or in dirt mm. or uh, even warm baths at night, that uh, dissipates the electrical charge that they're running. Mm. Um, if you can, if they're open to... Let's say fun exercises, um, even uh, yoga, if some of them do that, I I, th- I recommend all martial arts for these kids because it allows the uh, body to go in harmony with the energy. Mm-hmm. If your body goes ahead of your energy or is out of sync, then you'll be scattered and people will say, oh, there's an ADD kid. No, there's a kid that's out of sync with their, out of harmony with themselves. So martial arts says you can't move your body unless your energy goes with it. Mm -hmm. So it's a good discipline and training for anyone who has, because typically these kids are vibrating at a rate that's higher than their body. Typically accommodates easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is a grounding exercise. You can imagine uh, the tr- tree tree trunk at the bottom of your spine. I always say to people, just sense right now that the, at the bottom of your spine, there's a weight. Just sense that weight there right now. And let it drop down into the center of the planet. And and imagine Mother Earth's arms wide open with her heart there saying, oh, good, here you come. Mm. And go all the way into it because you're making a connection in a relationship that's very rich. And you can make it. Imagine the the trunk of the tree having some uh, root systems, and in comes the nurturing Mm -hmm. nutrients. Sorry, from the uh, root system comes into your feet, legs, and thighs, and then back down into the center of the planet. So you're clearing out anything in your path that's going to stop you, impede you, and also attuning yourself. Because I always say, remember, Mother Earth knows your true path and supports you every step of the way. Don't forget that what an incredible relationship we have with that earth Mm -hmm. under our feet. And we often forget that it's a sacred relationship. And when we activate the sacred relationship, we'll feel more supported and that will help us on our journey. It's beautiful.
2: And that, I mean, just the, you know, because as you're saying it, I'm like picturing it, doing it myself, but just the images that you're saying, you know, being wrapped and being rooted and being, and just, it makes your body go, huh. You know what I mean? It like it calms. It's like a visualization in itself. And that is important, obviously, for the child, but parents can do the same thing. Absolutely.
1: I have a, that's why uh, this class I'm doing includes both, includes the parents, but uh, exercises for both, because I think especially if your child is clairsentient if your child picks up other people's feelings they're going to by the way people who are clairsentient pick up pick up the denied feelings of others yeah so if others are saying and, and by the way what do you deny you don't deny happiness excitement you know love you deny i'm angry that's i'm sad. frustrated i'm terrified and that's what they pick up and so when and this is the hard part so when parents are trying their best to in front of the kids show a happy face you'll get a clairsentient in there and forget it they get everything you're not saying. They're totally picking up that you're resentful, you're bitter, you're angry, and they're, it's either going to come out their mouth or their body's going to start doing something that represents that hysteria. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to say that kids needs drugs because they're hysterical. No, you need to get in touch with your feelings, parents, and be honest with them about how hard, you, what, you know, if you're going through a difficult time, that that's what that is. And then they feel seen, heard, and understood yes. at a level they don't even understand that they have, exactly. right? So it's, it's it's one of those things that you want to trust, uh, you know, trust yourselves to be not role and responsibility parents, but to be honest as you can about where you are right now in a way that the child can hear. Yes.
0: Well, and that's like one of the um, gifts and burdens of being married to you, sweetie. I'll walk in the door and I'll be in a crappy mood but i'll put on a smiley face because i don't want you to think i'm in a crappy mood and you'd be like i know you're not in a good mood
2: (laughs) and it's a good thing because the conversation begins i think the harder part the thing that i've had to work on is because with my children because i feel you know the the difference of they're fine and i know they're not and when i say i know they're not i don't mean there's some big problem that i have to uncover there's i can uh you know, again, words don't, I I just don't feel settled. There's something that, you know, are you okay? And usually something comes out or they just have a good sneeze, you know, which is (laughs) like you were saying, the breathing and the cough. I always feel like my oldest daughter has this really, really huge sneeze. And it's like this release that she has, you know, and we're like, okay, I don't, I don't even know what it was for her. Like, it doesn't always have to be verbalized. You know what I mean? It's just like creating that space for like, you know, I'm noticing that something's going on, and then she, it it, it I, it's hard to talk about. But anyway, yes, and there is, and I th- but I think it's good, because when we are attuned to that, and I, and as Teresa's saying to you, so are you, when we are attuned to that, um, then things can be, it, it's just, it's everything we talk about. It's why the conference was called Let's Get Real. Let's just be real. What's happening right now, and when you are present with what's going on, you don't have to worry about the future. You don't have to go to what what's going to happen next week. You're just doing one day at a time. You're doing one moment at a time.
0: Yeah. My best example of, because I, I don't feel like I'm open to this intuition. And the only example I have is I, I do trust my first impression of people, even before I even meet them. Uh, and what I mean, I talk to them, like I'll shake their hand and I will know whether or not this is somebody, not who's good or bad, but somebody who I'm going to connect with. And that's like, be the only example, I mean, you can do 10 from yesterday, Yeah. but like, that's the only example that I can give that I, it's, it is an intuition and it's not always a hundred percent correct, but almost always it's a hundred percent correct.
1: Absolutely. That's and so you're open to intuition. So So pull
2: from that string. I know,
0: I know. So, and I honestly could sit here and talk to you for a long time. It's noon right now. How much time do you have left before you have to bail?
2: I probably should go So let's do this. Let's talk about this class because I want people to know what's available. Tell us about this class and what you're doing and the dates and how they can find you.
1: Okay. And so because I've been doing readings with children where parents call in and they give me the children's name and I I help them understand their child differently and I help them to support them in in concrete ways and help them understand them differently, uh, I began to see that, in fact, this kind of um, uh, help was – Working for some time, but I really felt like, how do they get steeped in practice with this, and how do they get a more comprehensive understanding of both what they can do for themselves and their child? So I'm putting together a class that is very exclusive. It's only 16 parents, and uh, it's it's going to be six months. It's going to be twice a month that we meet, and there's going to be. Uh, a chat room and we're going to have a mastermind class with it where parents are sharing what they've learned from applying what I've, what I teach in the classes. So there's, it's quite comprehensive. And on May 2nd, we're having, uh, what people can do is if they want to, uh, think about doing that class, they can get a hold of me at assistrowley at gmail.com, um, which is R O W L E Y assistrowley at gmail and, uh, just put in parent class, On the subject line. And then uh, we'll get back to that person right away and we'll talk about whether this works for them because it's quite the commitment. But we want to make sure that this is information and support that they can use for a lifetime. That's the objective of it. Um, And I'm also giving them each 20 minute readings with their children up front to make sure that everything in the class is aligned with all the children that will be in the group energetically even yes. if not physically yeah. so that's the cl- class and in march and i'm sorry may 2nd we're going to get together and from seven to eight and we'll um get more details but is it virtual or is it in person, in person. we'll have in person but we will have some people virtual because we'll probably have people from so not- if you're from california you can
0: express interest and in possibly you can, do
2: yes this. Oh, you can do that too wonderful. yeah because a lot
0: most of our listeners are, are not from place. around yeah, here.
2: yeah. well yeah. Yes and no. I mean, there are definitely people from Chicago, but it's a great audience. Most in of
0: our listeners are, yeah, I
2: mean, are from, yeah,
0: are not from around here. So, yeah.
1: But okay. the good news is that energy is non-local. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it it's, it will would Skype them in, though. It wouldn't be a phone call. We would want to see the person's face, and we would want to get to know them.
2: So this information is going to be in our show notes, including your. Um, uh, email where they can reach you. But also, if you are doing any posting on social networking, we'll do that too. So, awesome. you know, send us whatever you have, because we'll Thank help you. you because I, you know, and again, I know for some people listening, these things are a leap because they're focusing on they're, they're seeing things in a different way. And again, it's not right, wrong or bad or good. It's just, you know, we have our own perception of how we see things. But I really like these conversations and I love knowing people like you and 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 just broadening the way we see things because what you said at the very beginning Todd is true there's we can be logical and practical and be very thinky but there's no all of us can agree there's no way we can know everything we we can't tap into the mystery of everything we can't every not everything is thinking mm-hmm. and you know so much of it is beyond our own brain and yeah. it's you know and right now my whole body is I'm like this and it's all tingling and the top of my head and those are not – I don't – pe- that happens to people all the time. But then all of a sudden they'll be like, what's wrong with me versus this is good. This is you're, – you're tapped in. You're connected.
1: Your are signaling. And s- I always think – the reason that I think that uh, the way intuition and logic comes together for me is that uh, readings are an hour and a half And I go deeply into someone's field and I tell story after story after story that form a theme that help them understand not only where their fear came from, but the source of that theme. And when I'm all done telling these stories that that would if anyone was listening to me outside, they would say, Well, that's a ridiculous story. Mm -hmm. And at the end, every almost every client to a T says well, that makes sense. Mm. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Which means that their logic caught up yeah. with their intuition and said, okay, now I can connect these dots that the intuition has pulled in from all this holographic data and now I can bring it down into the ground and say that makes sense to me. So they work together. It's just often that intuition leads and then logic catches up. Right. We yeah. want them to work together. Yeah. They're supposed to.
0: Um, what is your book about?
1: So Mapping into Reality, I have an uh, uh, understanding of how I went from Uh, experiencing mysticism as a child to interpreting that as intuitive intelligence over time. I spent a lot of time doing large scale systems change in business. So I look at that as a system that has a consciousness and I facilitated change and I show how I interpreted that. And then, uh, I talk about the, um, readings and I give examples of readings so people can see that life is one whole story and that they can recapture their power from any time in any place. And then I have a, a chapter on, uh, and I have a map there so people can see where all this information comes from in the unconscious mind. Uh, and at the end it's talking about the new children and why they're here and how we need to support them.
2: Wow. It's phenomenal. It's really interesting. Thank you. I know. Well, I have it, Todd, so it's your next book. It's not on <laughs> audio, is it? Because Todd loves audio books. I do. Oh, I do. I love audiobooks books, too. Uh,
1: thank you for saying that. It reminds me. I'll, I'll get it on audio. Maybe yeah. I'll, you'll wait until I get it on audio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Dr. Therese Rowley, what's your website real quick?
1: It's thereserowley.com, T-H-E-R-E-S-E-R-O-W-L-E-Y.com. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you so much for all you do for the world and your commitment to families. Thank you. You make a great difference in the world. Thank you.
0: See you guys next week. Thanks for listening, folks. Hope you felt outstanding. So there's some different ways you can support us. Um, One of them is by asking either Kathy or myself or maybe both of us to speak at your next event. Or you can also tell a friend about our podcast. If you ship Amazon, go through the link on ZenParentingRadio.com first. It doesn't cost you anything, but Zen Parenting will get a small commission. You can also buy any of Kathy's three amazing books through Amazon or our homepage. And if you're like me and you want to teach your children personal financial management, then use FamZoo. It's an amazing resource. It's a virtual family bank that will set your children on a path towards financial freedom. Click on the link on the lower right-hand side of our homepage to learn more. And if you're a Chicago guy and want to learn more about The Tribe, the men's group that I lead, go to thetribemensgroup.com. Do you want to grow your business by partnering with us? Shoot me an email. And you can also give us an iTunes review. Lastly, you can subscribe to our podcast through our homepage or iTunes directly. This will guarantee you're up to speed on the latest and greatest of Zen Parenting Radio. You can always send me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com and I'll be happy to get back to you as soon as I can. Finally, we're thankful for all your support and encouragement and always remember that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Keep trucking.